1: Good evening, everyone, and welcome to another edition of Ghost Chronicles. This is the second hour of the two hours of Ghost Chronicles Radio. Uh, if you missed it, Steve Parsons and myself on the International uh, were discussing ghost hunting equipment. And on this show, uh, Next Generation, with my co-host, the blonde bombshell herself, Anne Kerrigan.
2: Well, hello everyone. How's everybody doing tonight? Are we Terrific. done with the snow?
1: <laughs> no, it's
2: only February. Oh, I know. We just every other day it snows, and the next day it's beautiful, clear blue, blue Yeah, it's fine. Gorgeous skies. Good. I'm good it's, with
1: this. Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah. spring will be here before you know it.
2: You're probably only up to your eyeballs in it up in uh, your neck of the woods. Yeah, we're fine. <laughs>
1: we're
2: fine. We just anyway. got a couple, couple little inches. It's fine. It's pretty
1: yeah anyways, it's all good. Mm-hmm. so uh before I get, get started, uh, today's show is brought to you by Circles of wisdom three eighty six Merrimack Street and one, Massachusetts, and the gallant Messier family Law group, Fifteen High Street, not the at Andover, Massachusetts <laughs> and you listen to us live right here on Pararex and TojiNet radio. And of course, I how can I forget? We're also sponsored by our good friends at Patreon. Be a member of the Dead Air Society and join us on Patreon on Ghost Chronicles yeah. Radio. Where you get exclusive stuff you can only get there and nowhere else.
3: That's
2: right. Some
1: stuff you don't want to see. I can
2: guarantee <laughs> <forget. laughs> You'll get special stuff whether you want it or not.
1: <laughs> exactly. So, anyways, we have a, a good show. Uh I came across this young lady on Facebook, mm-hmm. and uh, she owns a haunted house, does haunted house tours and investigations, and uh, so forth. And she is Kristen Lee of the Bel Air House. Kristen, are you there?
3: Yes.
4: Hi. Good evening, everybody. Hi, Kristen. Hi. You
1: got a nice voice. Thank you.
2: <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> It's oh. good
1: other than listen to my raspy voice.
2: It is way more pleasant to listen to than Ron. <laughs> just saying. Well, <laughs> we love him anyways. Nope.
1: So, Kristen, enough. I uh, I saw your house. And, and how long have you owned the, the Bella her You own it, right?
4: Yes, I own it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, gosh, it's uh, we moved in, I believe it was 2005, right? 4, 4 or 5. It's, it's so long ago. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it really not long <laughs> <laughs> It feels like it's been uh, eterni- Eternity It really does mm-hmm. But um, I'm pretty sure we moved in 2005 It was right after the floods um, mm-hmm. You know Overtook the Ohio Valley And left mm-hmm. a lot homeless um, So I'm pretty sure it was
2: 2005 Wow yep. mm-hmm. oh. yeah. I think that's a long time I mean to own one house Yeah, I really. If you're 126 like Van Helsing, it's just a drop in the bucket. I guess that's all. (laughs) It
1: is. That's all. It is. But I've owned my house for over 50 years.
2: Huh? Congratulations.
1: Yeah, there you go. So (laughs) (laughs) the love shack is mine.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: (laughs) Anyway, um, so when you moved in, did you know it was haunted?
4: No, actually, we didn't. Um, our family didn't know it was haunted. Um, and, and even if it, there was certain kinds of different energies in there that, you know, sometimes can make sensitive or other, you know, other different metaphysicians hair stand up or feel a sensation. Honestly, we just really wanted a, a new home because we were affected by two flash floods that didn't leave us homeless.
2: Mm. Oh, that's terrible.
4: Yeah, so then when we moved in, we were just so excited to finally um, be placed and uh, refresh, restart our lives and build our way slowly back up to self-sufficiency.
2: Mm. Oh my God, that's terrible. I hope this house is on higher ground. It, it is,
4: but you know, in the 1800s, um, Bel Air, downtown Bel Air, where the house is, mm-hmm. it, it had a, a huge flood. I I mean, the, the whole... Well, back then it was a a city. Now it's a village. But Mm -hmm. back then the whole village was pretty
2: much underwater. Oh, my God. Wow. So this is a typical occurrence in this area is is the terrible floods in Um, Ohio.
4: Well, mostly like on the Wheeling, West Virginia side, there is a uh, it's Wheeling Island. And that's pretty popular for the uh, casino. There's Mm -hmm. a casino there. And that is always flooding. The island is, I mean, you can't even get flood insurance there because no, <laughs> you know it's going to flood, but not typical on the Ohio side of the Ohio river.
2: Oh, okay. We don't deal with anything like quite like that here. So, right. um, you know, it's, it's a different, it's a different way of life where you are. And I guess that's, you know, obviously that's really important. It's that <laughs> I'd rather yeah. not be flooded out of my house continually <laughs> and,
1: and actually, it was this way uh, around here,
2: mm-hmm.
1: up in, especially after the flood of 1938. The, uh, and then they put the new dam system in, and that's prevented that from occurring anymore. But right. uh, yeah, we were, we were prone here in the Merrimack Valley.
2: In your uh, area, as well. that's right. Yeah, 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 Lowell and yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And oh, they wow. have all those those kind of canals, like in, in downtown Lowell right don't they yeah okay
1: yeah but those those were for the mills but that's another story but anyway gotcha yeah so you have once you discovered your your house was haunted uh what did you do
4: well a lot of denial uh (laughs) (laughs) and not the river in egypt but (laughs) a lot of that um a lot of just trying to figure out what like blaming different, um, like too, being too tired, um, maybe it was PTSD. I mean, le- legitimately going through the DSM and, you know, mm-hmm. just figure out what was wrong with me, what was wrong um, with, with us as a family. Um, was it something that was so traumatic that now we were feeling like we were being haunted? Were we, we just, I didn't know. Um, so I always blame psychology first. <laughs> so do you have you have children? I do. Um, I have an older son who is 27. Um, and then my youngest son is 18. He just turned 18.
2: Oh, okay. So how old were your kids when you moved in? Oh, let's see. So um, the
4: small, yeah, the smaller one, he would have been four. Mm-hmm. Um, and then add nine to that. So nine to the 13. Thirteen.
3: Yeah.
2: Oh wow, yeah. wow. So was this a new experience for them? To, I mean, who who kind of noticed at first? I guess is my question. Well, I I
4: going back to that time frame, and I really haven't been there for for quite as many years. But yeah. going back to that time frame, I do recall. Uh, my older son stating that he felt very odd in the back bedroom, which now is called the Edwin Hetherington room. Mm-hmm. Uh, he just did not like sleeping back there. He didn't like doing his studies or or just spending time in there. So he would always sleep on the couch. Um, mm-hmm. But, you know, I, I feel like for me that, you know, when I, it's a big house. So when winter comes, it's very cold. And we we were just starting off our lives again I mm-hmm. weren't the best but we had always stayed down in the lower level of the house like the living room um, mm-hmm. the foyer the bathroom down there we just closed off the top half of the house to save on heat mm-hmm. but um, I was asleep on the couch and I felt the cushion go down and you know you have to remember too I just got off of a probably a 16 hour shift on the crisis unit I um was working as a mental health professional at the time. Oh wow. Oh. Yeah. And um I you know we had been through so much trauma mm-hmm. and working 16 hours and then I had another part-time job as um you know a, a drug and alcohol counselor. Oh, so I mean but, and plus I was in graduate school. So I mean there was <laughs> 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 no stress. No yeah. stress, mom. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But you know I up with the 3.5. So after, October, wow. yeah, but, um, you know, I, I, I woke up to this cushion on the couch going down and you could, I could physically feel the weight. And I didn't know for years later that energy spirits, um, could actually forcefully put weight on a cushion. I mm-hmm. learned that my studies. Um, but I mean, when I woke up my eyes or I woke and my eyes were open, um, I did see a full apparition of a man and he was gray, but not like gray as like the grays, you know, it's, it's the best way to describe it is like when we cooked shrimp and it's, it's like translucent gray. Oh, that's a
2: great description actually, visually. Yeah. Yeah.
4: and he was very—he um, had a flat affect. He had no expression. Uh, he had a hat on his head, and I—I I don't feel it was like you know a Civil War ball cap or a baseball cap or anything like that. But it was, or not a fedora or anything like. It was—it was just a weird looking hat.
3: Mm-hmm.
4: Um, but you know, I—it startled me, and I sat up um, on my elbows and I—I I screamed, "Who are you?" what are you doing in here and what do you want mm-hmm. but nobody in the room could even hear me screaming um, the dog our dog bella she was you know just running around and on the floor you could hear her toenails on the hardwood mm-hmm. um was you could i could see my breath i mean oh it was god um and then it was cold outside but it shouldn't have been that cold because we had the fireplace burning so There was no reason for it to be that cold, but after this, uh, the spirit. Because I do really feel it it was an earthbound spirit. Um, After I screamed, "That who are you? What do you want?" It it got up. The cushion came up. You could see the cushion come up, and it walked with its back toward me to the floor, and it vanished.
3: Oh!
4: Wow! it was very, very odd. That was my first seeing. I mean, legitimately seeing something that scared me. That, that it, it felt fearful. It didn't feel like, oh, hey, here's Casper and let's play. <laughs> so, <laughs> it, it felt. It, it just felt threatening because, I mean, if anybody's asleep, and even if a, a human being comes in from like a midnight shift and somebody's asleep and it startles them. I mean, that, that causes a certain level of anxiety and panic. Mm-hmm. This, you know, seeing re and remembering still today, remembering that vision of seeing, you know, um, my son because we had a big sectional couch, he was on the other end. Bella was in between us. Um, hefe is my son's father. He was on, um, a chair underneath the bookshelf across the room. Um, it's it just, it doesn't, it just doesn't make sense why nobody heard that. So, I don't know if it was like, and this is something that I think about not all of the time, but throughout the years, I've thought, what if it's like the record play in Gettysburg? What if it was just like an imprint in time in some sort of dimensional, I ended up in that dimension or that energy source at that time, but nobody else did? Mm-hmm. Or it was legitimately a ghost in real time that no, but everybody was just dead sound asleep that nobody understood what was going on?
1: Could it even be a time slip?
2: Yeah, yeah, ah. yeah, yeah. Oh, how frightening! Wow. No. So,
1: so, you had these experiences, but you didn't run out of the house. You didn't sell a house. But you, where would you go from there? What was your your next step to you know after that? You, you, you now you're, you you're pretty sure your house is haunted. So,
4: now I'm still in denial. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, at that point, I was still in denial. I really was, but there, you know, after different experiences that were unexplainable, like a box of tile that you lay down in a kitchen floor, a bathroom floor—not the little ones, but the bigger square. Mm-hmm. I mean, those are fifty to eighty pounds a piece, and it mm-hmm. you know, would just come up missing. And I know the kids didn't do it, and yeah, I couldn't do it. Uh, the dogs just simply didn't do it. Yeah. Where? <laughs> go, you know, and it's just things like hammers would come up missing, um, you know, quarreling would happen. It was almost like the house was trying to constantly raise the energy. I say the house, but the entities inside of the house now that we actually know what was what's going on. Mm-hmm. Um but you know, the the spirits back then, not the not the nice ones, but the negative ones, um, were definitely trying to pit all of us apart to single out like conquer and divide, um, wow. and I get that now. I totally get that. So, it, it was probably uh, well. You know, my son's father left, and uh, I took a job as a psychologist in Columbus, Ohio, for a while. And we rented the house out. The rent was out the day. so we ended up having to go back home. Mm-hmm. Uh, then I took a job, a couple of different jobs in Massachusetts on the North Shore. Oh and- wow. Yeah, and thought, hey, we're living it up, you know. We're gonna, you go to the lobster shanty every day, and when Murphy's <laughs> open, we could go to Murphy's and pick out fresh lobster. It was <laughs> a great, it was fabulous. But then the code enforcer called, and he says you need to come home and you need to take care of the house. And so I had to come back to Bel Air and take care of the house.
3: Mm-hmm. And then
4: I'm back here, <laughs> and, wow. it, and and now it is the Bel Air house. But yeah, it's quite. It, it, there's a lot of in betweens there, but that's like the I don't know the cliff notes of it I guess we could say. Yeah.
1: <laughs> where where were you uh, living in Massachusetts now you got me curious.
4: Yeah. So I, I was on Arbella in Salem. Oh, Salem. in Salem. Salem, mm-hmm. Mass? Yeah, so I know about Lowell and I know about Peabody and I called it Peabody when I got there people made fun of me.
1: <laughs> yeah, 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 we would. <laughs> yeah.
4: So now I know and you know it it took it took me a while to um, you know adjust but it's it's just clean. It is. Massachusetts is clean with the air and, and the environment. And we really wanted that to be part of our lives. And I did take a job on the North Shore. And I was working as a psychic medium um, during the Festival of the Dead. That Get out of here. Ah. You were probably there the same time I was then. Yeah, probably. More than last. Because I used to
1: do spectral evidence at the Hawthorne Hotel for 13 uh, years.
4: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember.
2: I remember, Yeah.
1: You had to see my picture all over town because Christian would pi- put it there.
2: <laughs> yeah. 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 Yes. Oh, isn't that funny? Because Ron has kept saying to me, I know this woman. I know. I has she ever been on the show? And I'm like, no, I don't think so. And he kept saying, but she's so familiar to me. Mm-hmm. I bet it somehow. During that time, you, you two probably, probably crossed paths, yeah, and you just never made that connection.
1: Yeah, it could be, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. yeah year, years and years, I worked for well, thirteen years. I worked in Christian uh, as part of the Festival of the Dead, so with Christian and the whole group.
2: And there's the missing link. There you yeah. go. You knew anyways, it, anyways. Well, yeah.
1: Thank, yeah. See, I'm glad you brought that up. So, anyways. Uh, you now, the part we, we kind of left, so you, you, were you always a, a psychic medium or, or was that something that you developed?
4: Um, no, I was always very intuitive and I could always, um, I'd always be able to tune in quickly and be able to, you know, when you have deja vu moments, but they're not, that's, you know, and I my, my family, um, you know, they didn't raise me like a hippie, which they would have, but <laughs> <laughs> they were very open to different multicultural diversities and religion. Um, they are very spiritual people. And, um, you know, I remember my mom when I was younger, she hung out with psychics. And I remember she took me to a lady when I was very young, probably 10, 11 years old. And I started studying from this lady um, because I was just so... I loved it. I mean, remember when VHS beta, I would always go to the video store and buy um, you know, stuff on science, uh, planets, um, connections, and, and those types of things. But nothing like what the Bel house brought. I truly didn't. I thought that stuff was just on TV. I thought it was just like horror movies. I didn't realize that. And it's probably because of my upbringing. Because there wasn't a lot of negativity that I was introduced to, but. There was definitely um, like Friday the 13th and stuff like that. So that's about as far as I went towards um, like horror, paranormal. Um, I did watch Scooby-Doo, but that really wasn't. (laughs) And it was this cartoon. But um, no, I never, I didn't, I'll tell you the truth of the matter is that in 2009, I didn't even know what a Hack Shack was. I just thought it was this cute little radio from Radio Shack. I didn't know that you could actually receive information from energy or spirits through it. Um, I didn't know that. So, you know, the first time I ever heard uh, and, and, and a spirit of, of a child named Emily Davis come through and say, Hi, Kristen, my name's Emily, Emily Davis. Yeah, you know, oh. I, I was like, "Who's playing a joke on me. <laughs> because <laughs> really thought people were playing pranks on me I didn't truly believe the team that I mean I wanted to believe them because I wanted to you know validate that I wasn't nuts but Mm -hmm. hearing that for the first time like yeah that that really took me by surprise and I truly thought somebody maybe had a recorder in their pocket real low and maybe it could have been Course back then I didn't know what a disembodied voice was, but you know, maybe it could have been that, but you know, it it wasn't. It was a real um spirit entity of the child. Well, the supposed child really that came through that said her name Emily Davis. She wanted to play tag, she wanted to go to heaven, and she said, Hi, Kristen.
1: Wow. Uh-huh. So what is the history of the house?
4: Oh man, we That's- could talk we could talk about that history until the cows come home <laughs> well we
1: we do have uh a few minutes before break time and then we we do have some more time afterward but you know just give us a a rough history of the house and okay. a little bit as far as you know who owned it and what some of the stories are behind it
3: yeah
4: sure so um in the beginning I feel like the bible in the beginning
3: <laughs>
4: <laughs> but, but um, Jacob Hetherington came from England, and he um, met up with uh, a man, Captain Fink, and they started coal mines together. One thing led to another. Jacob Hetherington is the man I'm speaking of. He ended up becoming a coal mine tycoon, and he owned pretty much all of Bel Air, a couple of different businesses, rentals. He ran the coal mines. Um, He he ended up owning the coal mines, and he became a billionaire back Mm in the 1800s. So that's a lot of money. Um, There is a coal mine that goes underneath of the Belair house. It's called coal mine portal. Number one. Mm -hmm. And it goes way to the North end of Belair, which ends at the Catholic church. Um, Let's see. Then uh, he built the house for his daughter lied. And unfortunately she died in the house. That's how to remember it. Lyde died in the house. Mm -hmm. Uh, And uh, her brother was in military. He, Became so just, he had so much grief because he lost his sister that he actually hired people that were seers to come and try to connect to her um, from the afterlife. And when one of the coal mines um, exploded and wives lost their husbands from the coal mine explosion, he actually put out uh, an advertisement to have the wives come to see if they could communicate to their husbands in the belair house oh wow oh so you know theory is that we think that he you know he may have ran into charlatans who knows he had so many different people in there um maybe they didn't open and close sessions correctly maybe that created portals maybe he became so fascinated with the art of mediumship and psychic isms and and seers and you know that sort of thing that he dove into the occult maybe he's the one that opened up the portals but you know going backwards 1754 um there are native american shawnee caves above the property i own the property that they are on but that's where they would bury um like their witch doctors their chieftains and stuff like that above that the constellations above the house is phenomenal. I mean, I feel like I feel personally that's probably why they chose that spot to do their ceremonial magic, mm-hmm. um, because the I mean, on any given night, I mean, there's parts of the night, where you see the Milky Way, just pieces of it, but you can you can see it, um, you can see the visibility of different planets, different visibilities of zodiac symbols and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, it's that part's there. Um, gosh, oh, oh, I'm forgetting. Um, there is also, um, it was part of the Underground Railroad. Um, oh, am I forgetting? Um,
2: I can't remember. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> that's all right. I have that problem all the time. It's okay. It's all
4: yeah, right. yeah, but you're blonde. That's yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. You're funny. You're funny. <laughs> It'll
4: hit me later. I'm sure it will. And be like, it's oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. But that's, I guess that's like the quick version of it.
2: Mm-hmm. Wow. That's a lot. <laughs> That's
4: a it lot is. of stuff in a short time. Well, French and Indian War. Yes. I'm sorry. French and Indian War too. Ah. And you know, we're only maybe five to six, eight at the most miles from Moundsville, uh, West Virginia, which is where Moundsville Penitentiary is.
1: Oh wow. Well. <laughs> Unfortunately, right now we are coming up to the the break. And uh you have been listening to Ghost Chronicles Next Generation right here on Toginet and Parex Radio. Our special guest today is Kristen Lee of the Bel Air House in is it Bel Air?
4: That's the right. Yes, that's the right pin Yeah. In Bel Air, Indiana,
1: oh. or is it? Oh. Yeah. Oh, Ohio. So close. <laughs> You know me, Mm -hmm. (laughs) and today's show is brought to you by Circles of Wisdom, 386 Memorack Street in Methuen, Massachusetts, and the Glant Messier family, Log Route 15 High Street, not the Andover, Massachusetts, and the good, uh, good friends on Patreon as well. Um, and one thing I do want to mention coming up this Tuesday is we have uh, my paranormal study group through Circles of Wisdom. Uh, we'll be featuring Ghost Tech with uh, Steve Parsons from the UK, and it is a virtual event, so anyone from anywhere can join. Go to anyghostproject.com, and we'll be right back after following messages.
2: Welcome back to Ghost Chronicles Next Generation with Ron and Ian. And tonight, our very special guest is Kristen Lee of the Haunted Bel Air House. We're back.
1: So, Kristen, uh, I noticed that you do a lot of events at the house, it seems.
4: Yeah, we, um, you know, pre-COVID, we did a lot of events. um, Yeah. But now it's mostly private, private Mm -hmm. investigation. I mean, we've always done private investigations, but it's just better to be in compliance with the state of Ohio and not get in trouble.
3: Yeah, it's a
1: good thing.
4: (laughs) So, you know, the the public events will come back. Um, I know that at the end of March, Dayton Haunted Explorer team, they'll be hosting um, a very small gathering um, where they opened up like two or three tickets to the public. Um, but it's, it's mostly going to be just a very small gathering and that's fine. As long as they're in compliant, we're cool with it. But yeah, there you go.
1: Mm. can you, uh, so can you rent the, uh, ballet house?
4: Oh yeah, totally. You can totally rent it. Um, you can rent it for a night or you can rent it for the full weekend or you can rent it for a few days during the week, whatever you'd like. Uh, you can sleep there. You can shower. There's a fully functional kitchen. There's heat, water, bathrooms. That's a good thing. <laughs>
2: so you said it was a large house. How many how many rooms are in the house? Um there's four bedrooms but the attic
4: was an actual uh, tattoo studio and a recording studio when we lived there. Oh um, but we converted it to um just more of a data collection bedroom. Um then downstairs I think it's I think it's like 23 square feet house. Mm-hmm. Um the downstairs has the foyer, the kitchen, the seance room, the living room, and another bathroom. Um, basement's pretty large too. The big deal, oh, wow. nice. it's, it's not completely finished. I mean, it's cemented, right? It's mm. not dirt, but um,
1: that's good. The bar you can't dig the bodies up, that's a good thing.
2: <laughs> right. So, is the seance room the room that your son was uncomfortable in? Uh, no, we um. Oh. We ended up calling that room the Edwin Hetherington
4: room. Because at a collection, we learned that Edwin had stated that was his bedroom. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't just a few teams that heard about it. It wasn't just me. It was um, a lot of teams that didn't have any association with each other at all. So then it had to be true. you know. (laughs) So then we had to call it Edwin Hetherington room. Ah. And the master bedroom. So I ended up giving my son with no knowledge the master bedroom of the house. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Poor kid. No.
3: <laughs>
2: oh, that's funny. And I have to I have to comment Kristen because our friend Ron likes little short names. <laughs> and your name is perfect for him to pronounce. Oh, right Ron? Okay.
1: Haven't mispronounced it once tonight.
2: That's right. It's just perfect. <laughs> it's good. I had to throw that out there. I meant to do it when we came back from the break. But that's awesome.
1: When I sent the the email to Tojanetta, I think I called her Kirsten. So of
2: course. I oh. screwed
1: it up. <laughs> but uh, I, I soon straightened myself out.
2: He got the <laughs> anyway. last name right, but, but killed the first name. Okay. Anyway. On. It all works out. <laughs> so you conduct
1: seances in the in the house. What, what types of seance? Cause I saw all different. I mean, you can go to, you have a Facebook page, which is, uh, Bell Air tours. I believe it is. Let me see. Well, you should, you should know it better than I do.
4: <laughs> Bel air, yeah. Bell air house
1: tours. Yeah. House tours. And you want to go out there and then she's got some video on there and everything else. You can check out, uh, some of the things that are going on there. And, uh, so I I noticed that you do different seances or, or now is it just you that do the seances or do the groups that come in, do seances?
4: Yeah. Groups do seances as well. Um, Mm -hmm. But you know, a lot of people do request for me to lead seances and that's fine if I'm not busy or if I have enough notice or but I'm going to be honest, if the day comes and I'm not feeling, you know, like my, like my energy's high, I'll have to cancel. It's just, it's, as well, you should. Yeah, mm-hmm. I've learned that over the years that I have to take care of myself first, right. in care of the house because if my le- energy is low, oh boy, look out! You mm-hmm. know, <laughs> then that that could be potentially dangerous. So, yeah,
1: absolutely. Uh, that's yeah. I mean, that's that's good advice for anyone who's doing seances. If you're not feeling well at all, or you're not up to par, then you certainly should not do them.
4: Right. Yes. Yeah, but there's a lot of different teams that like to do them, and I think that we've kind of shown them how to do them throughout uh-huh. the years, um, but I do my seances a, a little bit different than normal people. You know, um, we I always call in the archangels. Um, I always call in different deities and um, different um, role residents of the Belair House, really, because uh-huh. I feel... They are my ancestors. I mean, I truly feel like out of all of the 7.8 billion people in the world, somehow, some way, they chose me.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
4: and I don't know why, but they did. Um, but it, it's, yeah, you know, a lot of people go into it with, you know, some people use equipment as validation during seances, and that's fine. Other people just go old school lights out and let's see what we can do. And we recently did that. Um, I think maybe a two or three months ago uh, a team from Burbank, California came in and uh, we we did the old school types dill seance and then we kind of modernized it as we kept going mm-hmm. and great results from that.
1: Excellent. Well, I've been conducting uh, a research on the red light seance for over seven years now. We we regularly meet and regularly conduct these seances and, and uh, record them and uh, and for but they're probably primarily uh, for a physical mediumship and uh, is that allowed in the house as well do you do you yeah. have physical mediumship in there as well
4: we can yes we absolutely can um, and and I have seen it and I've had spirits speak through me I know I felt like Whoopi Goldberg's points in time but it mm-hmm. really happened I mean really that energy that physics of it and and then we have the seance in um you know on top of the ley line so i mean there's so many different energies that can come in that can actually contribute and trigger you know like the trans yeah 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 interesting
1: the uh, the other thing i was going to ask you is one of them really caught my eye which was the the skull seance whose idea was that
4: Oh, that's a crazy story. I'll tell it to you very quickly. <laughs> we had a big invention uh, in, at the casino in Wheeling, West Virginia. And um, Johnny's office came down. And, uh, you know, my husband, my father uh, was, and uh, my brother-in-laws and my father-in-law, they're all deer hunters.
3: Mm-hmm. And we all
4: deer skulls. And I always like to put crystals on deer skulls during mercury retrograde because I feel personally it combats the mercury energy, right? Mm-hmm. The- walking past the table and he saw the deer skull and he's like i like this so we'll just take it you can have it we love you just take it so uh-huh. then i got a deer skull and it wasn't deer season so yeah. I, my, my <laughs> son's best friend holden bell is a deer hunter too i said holden when you shoot a buck this year i said just bring me the skull he's like all right mama i'll do that well uh-huh. he, couldn't. he didn't get one. Oh. He said, Bought. He, he didn't buy it, but he was given a human skull to take to Kristen Lee at the Belair House because she would know how, what to do with it. So a dentist uh, gave him. Oh my that God! Gift. Yeah, and when he brought it to the house, well, first of all, he brought it to our home, not the Belair House, and mm. we had to you know, pull and hurry over to one of our cousins' barbecues. So we just threw the skull in in, in the jeep because we knew we were going to the Belair House after that. <laughs> the jeep was it was locked. I had the keys. Um, and the jeep started and we couldn't unlock it to get it open oh my then god at the house and we were just going to put the skull in the glass case and my jeep came on all by itself again and i was like okay so the skull's going to stay here we're going to give it some offerings and we're going to keep it in this glass case and 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 the boys were like ma you know that paranormal investigators are going to go to what they're going to want to investigate this skull and then right. What happened? I mean, investigators love it. They come and they put it in the middle of the table oh and they God. learn about it. Um, but other other team, you know, like YouTubers and stuff like that, they like to use it for theatrics. Um, mm-hmm.
2: But, yeah, that's the story of the skull. Oh, that's pretty cool. How did these people end up with a human skull? Well, it was a dentist
4: and he was retiring. Uh-huh. And early studies, he had to he, somehow he acquired Yeah. A, all to uh, like the teeth and you know the different you know just the different field ph- physiological medical science behind okay. it the,
1: yeah there's Gosh. a lot of there's a lot of human skulls and human skeletons and, and research universities and colleges and, and so forth and, wow. and private practices even it was very common back then oh. that's why you had that's why you had problem with mm-hmm. grave robbing because people yep. used to mm. dig up these bodies and sell them to people so
2: mm-hmm. well i just wanted to throw that out there Mm-hmm. In case anybody else besides me was wondering, that's all.
1: Yeah, I mean, that's it's just ah. intriguing thing. So, have you ever done any work with the the skull, trying to find out uh, anything about it, as far as seeing as my have- paranormal investigator? I'm mean, I'm curious. <laughs>
4: mm-hmm. Yeah, we really have. Um, you know, this was maybe two years ago that um, we we understood that it was a child, but from the dentist and and uh but through session through data collection um he it, it's a he he said he was a he um he said that he was anywhere from 10 then he went to 11 then he went to 12 and i was like okay so who's playing tricks with us so normally there's a number that comes out and it's legitimate it's not numbers trying to confuse
3: mm-hmm. we
4: don't know whether it's 10 11 or 12 um, but we know it's a young boy um, but the dentist said that it was a young boy from a village and he believed that it was like the Mayan village. So whether that is true or not, I don't know. Um, mm-hmm. So there's more research going on with it. But some people have gotten the name Charlie, some people have gotten the name Tom. some people there's just so many different names that people get, but that could be psychological too. you know it could be yeah, like it was
1: sound Mayan to me. <laughs> yeah,
4: Charlie. Yeah. John,
1: Tom, yeah.
4: <laughs> who knows i mean it's a mystery it's it's just you know continuing to study the unknown
1: oh sure yeah i mean no it's intriguing uh uh you know and i know like for talking going back to christian he had he had a couple of human skulls as well that, that he used to have in his uh hex and the store hex and uh I, I wonder if he took a, one with new orleans with him probably did anyway but yeah um so do we know who haunts the Bellair House? Are there resident
4: ghosts? Yeah, there are residential ghosts at the Bellair House. Um, Edwin Hetherington, the seer, he's always there. Um, at Emily Davis, I don't feel that she is a child. I feel like she's more of a lower energy. Um, there is uh, Lyde Hetherington; she's there. Eliza was their mother; she is there. There are some servants there. Uh, one's named Mary. Another is named Sarah. Recently, and I'm—I feel like it was right around Christmas. Um, I went in there with my teammate Mike Simpson, uh-huh. and we heard the name Ella come out. And we know in history that there was uh, O Ella and Ella and Bella Hetherington. Um, so we're not sure if it was Ella, O Ella, or Bella. We're not
3: <laughs> one of the
1: Ellas.
4: <laughs> yeah, one of the Ellas. And then at the very end of the session. Um, I can't exactly, re- but it said Merry Christmas. You know, That's I, I, cool. That's I cool. like, you know, I just talked to the spirits. Like I'm talking to, to the both of you. Mm-hmm. Um, i like, guys, I got to get going. Mike's got to get back on the road and I got to go get some laundry done. So, mm-hmm. you know, we'll talk to you later, but we hope you have a Merry Christmas and we'll see you after the new year. And they're like, Merry Christmas. <laughs> 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 And I put that video on, I just started a TikTok because I'm getting hip. You know, the kids are teaching me. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs>
3: I'm
4: pretty sure that one had like 12.5 views, 12,000.5. Yeah, so that, that was pretty cool. Um, what else was there? Uh, at, at one point, it said, Mike said something on the lines of, does Kristen remind you of your daughter? Because daughter came out, right? The mm-hmm. word daughter. And then it said my son's name. It said Lane, and I was like, "Lane's not your daughter. <laughs> what he? He's not your daughter." So mm-hmm. I, I'm not sure what they were saying there, but mm-hmm. it, I mean that's still a mystery. But I mean, the so Blair- when,
1: you, when you say you, you hear, is this uh, on a recording device, or is it you you audibly hear it, or you, uh, um, you know, how do you hear it? Let's best way to
4: yeah that day we were definitely using um a device we're using the portal um okay. and we were running an app um oh help me here keith weldon he's from california northern california it's That's a right. spirit app um yeah. then we were using um the portal that steve and huff made uh, but mike has a couple of different pieces of equipment too but we also hear disembodied voices i mean there's it, it's it's It's, it's rare that we hear disembodied voices, but it does happen. Mm
1: -hmm. And when you say you have a team, do you do other investigations?
4: Uh, when I'm, yeah, I would love to do, and this was supposed to be, well, 2020 was supposed to be my year to bust out of Bel Air and actually get on the road to investigate. Mm -hmm. Um, but Uh. we weren't able to do that, but I have investigated a couple of different places, Um, but I'm always so strapped down to the Belair house because we have teams checking in a lot and, you know, um, my brother helps me, um, and my husband helps me, my son helps me clean up and Mm -hmm. our friend helps us, but it's basically just us running it, um, and that, that makes it hard for me to get on the road to travel. Yeah. Because when teams, I mean, you know, with the new Stay Spooky Safe policy that we have at the Belair House, I mean, I should have bought stock in Lysol and Clorox White
2: <laughs> <laughs> Oh, all of us should have,
4: honestly. Yeah. And I always said that, guys. I always told my husband, because I, I rescue cats, too. I'm like... Man, we—I can remember like 2010, 2011. We should just buy stock in in Clorox wipes. We we somehow we got to figure out how to do this. And lo and behold, here it is today. And I knew we could have been billionaires on that. <laughs> <laughs> that's
1: you know that's the other thing. You know, people, you, ghost hunters. You think they were smart enough to invest in uh, stocks and batteries?
2: Uh, yeah, <laughs> battery companies. <laughs> Absolutely right. Yeah. Oh my god! So everything runs
4: you... on batteries.
2: Yeah. Obviously, you don't live in the house anymore.
4: No, no. no. we. Don't.
2: It's yeah. an afterlife research
4: center. We LLC'd it as an afterlife research center. And I'm so glad that we did because the information and the knowledge that we're learning and we're learning from other people and other people are learning from us is just I really feel like that's the purpose of of why all of the tragedy happened. Um, you know, for our family. But it, it's OK now. I get it. I just wish that I would have been a little bit more open to it so they wouldn't have scared the crap out of me back in the day, and I <laughs> accepted it a little bit more. But again, I'm, I'm not blaming my mom, but I'm blaming my mom. I mean, everything was kind of easy back then. There wasn't a lot of negativity and I didn't really understand, you know, the dynamics of inhuman opposed to low energies or anything like that. But I'm glad that I do now because I know how to balance it.
1: Mm -hmm.
4: There you go. And you've got a couple of books
2: you've got too,
4: right? Yeah. Well, don't read the first one. It's horrible. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no. All right it is i mean even you know yeah i'll just skip that part it's it let me just describe this this is like do you ever see back in the day when we when facebook first started and kermit would sit there at his typewriter and just like massively type and just be frantic and typing how he hated people <laughs> well that it, that kind of typing was happening not that i hated people but i was just typing crazy like kermit um and <laughs> published so it's the grammar i mean sometimes okay most of the times i spell like a like a ouija board but <laughs> <laughs> but and i don't use ouija boards and we don't allow them in the house but i was just going to ask you that's so funny you, you <laughs> don't
1: you allow it that's intriguing you allow everything else but not a ouija board
4: yeah yeah wow and, you know that's not my choice um mm-hmm. it's you no know, it's it's the majority rules because we have to remember it's it's not just my house it's our house it's your house it's mm-hmm. Ms. Um, Kerrigan's house. It's it's everybody's house. It's a place of study. And, and I wish that everybody could, you know, once they understand that, then we have to know how to keep ourselves safe. And from what I've learned that if you're physically touching something, you're actually using your body, you know, and that energy goes through your body. So then my rebuttal to that was, well, you're holding a K2 meter. Yeah <laughs> you know, yeah. like when they're explaining this to me and I'm like, Well, you're you're holding an SBS seven. So like how does that not go through your body? Exactly. exactly. And then they and it finally hit me. He he finally broke it down. He's like, Would you like to invite Charlie Manson over for dinner tonight? Like <laughs> he's like, Well then keep the goddamn Ouija board out of your head.
1: <laughs> really? Yeah, you know, that, that's intriguing because uh I, I have a large collection of Ouija boards, but they you you well you any investigator when they go out there and they the but the big rap about Ouija boards is you don't know who you're talking to, you don't know who you're inviting to. But people are doing the same damn thing with recorders, yep. uh Hack Shacks, uh you know, mm-hmm. you name it, they they're doing the same damn thing. there's yep. no difference between it to be quite frank.
2: Glass swirling. Yes, yes all it's of all it. the same.
4: Yeah. Uh, I agree. Mm-hmm. I, but I made a promise, and I try not to break promises. Um, and I promised that I wouldn't. Oh, now, there you go. There has been some people that have brought in ashes from deceased loved ones, and I'm like, absolutely not. Why no. would you in this house? Why would you use your deceased loved one, your ancestry, the skin that you have that was theirs on your body as a trigger object? That is completely disrespectful. I don't agree with that. Uh-huh.
3: Uh, yeah.
4: But I people, mean, I, I can that's understand. Horrible.
1: Use, use, no, well, actually, I can understand using the ash if you were attempting to contact them. But why would you have to go hey, to a, a different location or yeah. anything? You could do that anywhere.
2: Right.
4: Hey, ew. Ew. You, you, no. can, you could privately do that at home. But then the... Exactly. Re- then then I've, I've heard all of them. Trust me. I've heard every one of them. And they always say, well, you don't know what you're inviting into your own house. And you shouldn't do this stuff in your own house. And I agree. Oh, yeah. So do it at
1: yours.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
4: yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep.
2: I'll come on over to your
4: place. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks. Both are welcome to come over anytime. Just let me know. It's only a 13-hour drive. <laughs> it's only
1: 13 hours?
4: Yeah, that's all.
1: Oh, oh wow, because it's like nine hours to Gettysburg. So
4: We're four from Gettysburg, yeah. Really? Wow. There you go.
1: That yeah. isn't that far. That's, that's pretty cool.
4: <laughs> yeah, I think we're and... only four and a half from Buffalo, New York. No, mm-hmm.
1: uh, But uh, we, we got kind of sidetracked for a while, but Ann was asking about your book, the book, the one, the one the you book. want to talk about. All right, the book. <laughs> good
2: book. <No>.
4: <laughs> <laughs> it's like the Wicked Witch of the East and then the good book. <laughs> uh, well, the, you know, the coolest thing happened uh, ever since I can remember. I'm coming into, you know, my spirituality. I always wanted to be associated with like Wiser, Red Wheel, Hampton Roads, always. That was like a big dream. That's like an actress going to Hollywood, right? <laughs> and it happened. It really happened. So um, I started working with Hampton Road, Um, gosh, right at the crack of COVID. And it's, the book is called Paranormal Confessions. It's going to be out, uh, they say, August 1st of this year coming up. And oh. it's, it basically consists of um, 13 ghost stories. But the cool thing ap- about it is the 13 ghost stories are showcasing different investigators that have come to the house um, that have reported stories, or I've actually worked with mm-hmm. uh, a little bit of the history of the house. Not a whole lot of it because we really wanted to focus on the data collection.
0: Mm-hmm. But at
4: the end of every chapter is a really cool metaphysical tip. You know, like to teach someone, hey, if you're like, for instance, like if you're tired tonight, you need to stay home. You mm-hmm. don't need to be on an investigation. If you're sick and you got a temperature, you need to stay home. Or like, you know, the old lore in Salem and stuff like that, your wolf's hair, your iron nail, your kosher salt, all of that stuff's in there, too. So a lot of metaphysical tips, a lot of paranormal tips, um, which I really like because I feel like it's educational as well as spooky. Right. Okay. Hmm. yeah
1: the um, Wiser is my publisher as well well for one of the books anyways cool yeah, cool. yeah, yeah. and uh they, they're great people for uh so far dealing with them so
2: oh, yeah. anyway we'll keep, yeah we will keep our eye out for that book Definitely. yeah we will nice oh you know what i know another thing too
4: remember judica
2: she yeah she, judica Yeah. Isles, yeah.
4: yeah. She write, she, i i read your book and i had to write a blurb for it remember Oh my God.
2: <laughs> All right, there you go. Uh, I know this woman. I know, he kept saying, I know this woman. Huh? Yeah. yeah. You two wrote it together, right? You
4: both wrote it together?
1: No, uh, Maureen, Maureen Wood and myself wrote okay. it together.
4: Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. I remember now. I'm sorry. It's, I'm getting old, honey. I mean, somebody needs to send me an ARP card because there's things that I don't remember. <laughs> no, I mean, that's, that's, that's a, a riot.
2: Oh, that's funny. That is really funny.
1: So if anybody wants to get in touch with you, uh, Kristen, how can they do that?
4: Well, the best way to do it is um, go through our website. It's Um, um That's our website. Uh, we're going to be rebranding it at the end of March. Uh, right now it's it's still kind of plain, but it'll be totally blingy by the end of March. Um, or, you know, the old-fashioned way, I'm um, very old-fashioned. They can just call or text and our numbers on the website as well. Right. Or Facebook. Um I did start, like I said, um, oh, you know what? I started a YouTube channel. Um, it's it's not a lot of content. I think I started maybe two weeks ago. But mm-hmm. uh, it's Chris. Oh, he's yeah. the dead. <laughs> You're- he's oh, it's the dead.
1: Two minutes left.
4: <laughs> okay. So it's Kristen Lee Official Belair House. It's on YouTube. Um, and then uh, TikTok's Paracat999. Um, yeah, but the website is where you could pretty much find everything. We have Twitter. We have Instagram. But I don't know those because I don't run those. Other people run them.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
4: Like my kids, like my family. You, you know, when you, you learn, you live, you learn. Keep it in the family.
2: <laughs> That's right. That's right. I mean, New England is known
1: for haunted stories of ghosts and terror in the night. Now brings you uh, bone-chilling tales of an, an actual investigator and a psychic who take readers to the deep. Oh my God! This is your 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 review of the book. It's <laughs> I know it was a small world.
4: <laughs> yeah, but that's really good. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I could have read the whole thing, but we're running out of time.
4: That's awesome.
1: Kristen, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank
4: you. Yeah, let's get uh, together again. I enjoy your company. It makes me feel like I'm back. You know, I'm back there. So please. Back in Massachusetts.
2: Yeah. Ah, Yes. So yeah. Have it, yad. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Anyway, thank you so much for being us. You've been listening to uh, Ghost Chronicles Next Generation right here on Tojinet and Pararex Radio with Ann and Ron. And our special guest has been Kristen Lee of the Bel Air House. And we are brought to you by Circles of Wisdom, 386 Merrimack Street in Methuen, Massachusetts, and the Gallant Messier family, Law Group 15 High Street, North End of Massachusetts, and our very, very good friends and members of the Dead Air Society on Patreon. And you too can become a member and keep this show in running, which has been for 20 years now, believe it or not. Great. So thank you, Kristen. Yes. And, yeah. Uh, it was interesting, and <laughs> hopefully we'll meet someday. that would be fun. Yeah.
4: Okay. yeah, for sure. Thanks. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks. Good. Stay safe.
2: Yeah, good, good night. Marry. God bless. Thank you. Thanks.